What's going on, Geeks? You're listening to episode 171 of the Geeks Under Grace podcast. My name is Cody Armour. I'm here with Shelly Walter. Hello. And Joe Morgan. Gadzooks. Today we're geeking out about next-gen consoles, some Marvel news, and the state of the DC Universe streaming service. But before that, special shout-outs to our Patreons at patreon.com slash geeksundergrace, Brian Strother, Jordan Garner, Casey Cobble, Jason Wilkerson, Sam Watson, David Corey, Unchained Spirit, Hannah Bacon, The Mouse Potatoes, Dan Alo. Trey Brayman and Peter Tallow, you are awesome. We love you. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone else who donates to the Patreon. Uh, you guys are all amazing. Woo woo. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll just we'll just get right into what we what we've been gaming. What are you guys playing? Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Joe. All right. Uh, I played a few rounds of Way of the Pacifist. It's a Kind of an anti-brawler. Oh, it's <laughs> a good way to put it. L- LJ reviewed it last year. It's 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 set up like a brawler, like uh, Streets of Rage or something. But instead of throwing fists, you are tiring enemies out by blocking their strikes and dodging their grabs That's until cool. they're tired enough that you can just push them over. Oh wow! <laughs> and it's got kind of a rhythm sort of thing built into it. It's pretty fun. I've had it for a while. This is the first time I sat down and really played it. I'm I'm a few stages in and really enjoying it. Reminds me of Steve just Fox from Tekken, where he ducks and jives. Is constantly duck. Yeah, yeah. Kicks. And it's just like 15 bucks. Pretty cool looking game, too. Is that part of your golf list? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Sure is. Uh, a game that I got a couple of strokes for this week, but it was worth it. I pre-ordered this back in January, but it just came out, so I, had, I got strokes for, for okay. getting it. Uh, Katana Zero. This is the VHS one, right? Yes. So it's a 2D platformer where you play a samurai. You can slow down time uh, for a limited amount of time to, like, dodge bullets or handle enemies in different ways. And basically, each level is its own scenario, and you have to have a perfect run through the level kill all of the enemies to move on to the next level. If you die, it rewinds it all the way to the beginning and you get another go. So, hmm. that, but that actually factors into the story. It is a very mature story. Lots of language. Okay, so... More than Division 2? No, but this is far <laughs> shorter than Division 2. Same okay. words, though. Okay. So lots of F words. It's a very adult game, very adult story, but it's actually a pretty interesting story. Hmm. So I, I enjoyed cool. it. I wanted to see it to its completion for that. Uh, and then finally, I've been playing a game that I have written the review for. It's, it's going to be live on the site on Friday, I believe, as of right now. comes out next week, but there's no embargo, so I can talk about it. Uh, okay. It's called Fell Seal Arbiter's Mark. Sounds like an RPG. It is an RPG. Nice. It Call is it. a tactical RPG, like Final Fantasy Tactics okay. or Tactics Ogre, something like that. And it's actually maybe my favorite strategy RPG that's come out in 20 years. Dang. Oh, wow. It is incredibly faithful to kind of what Final Fantasy Tactics did back in 1997. Hmm. It's all hand-drawn art, isometric, like 
you level up, you get new jobs to unlock and that sort of thing. Okay. It's, and it's got a pretty good story, too. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. Cool. I think it's going to be $30, so it'll be a bit more expensive for an indie title, but there's a lot of game there. So if if you're a fan of strategy RPGs, please be on the lookout for this one. It's called Fell Seal Arbiter's Mark. What's the art style like? It's all hand-drawn art, kind of cartoony. Hmm. Uh, the basic concept, I, I guess I can go ahead and talk about this, too. The basic concept is that there was a great evil about to destroy the world. A group of seven heroes kind of toppled the monster uh, and were granted powers that made them long-lived. And so they formed the Council of Immortals to kind of watch over the land, keep it safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the characters that you play are Arbiters. Arbiters are kind of like the police force that are still mortals, but they are employed by the Immortals, and they're given kind of free reign to uh, execute the laws they see fit. There's a lot of corruption among the Arbiters, and so your character Kyrie witnesses a murder, apprehends the suspect, and takes him in to, to be judged, and they reveal that one of the Immortals is stepping down. Well, when an Immortal steps down, every other Immortal puts up a candidate to take the place of the new Immortal. Okay. Wow. But he has to, the the candidates have to go on a pilgrimage to to these four temples. And story there sounds are, like an RPG. Yeah, <laughs> there are no laws for any for any of these marked is what they're called. Hmm. There are no laws for any of these marked, so a lot of the marked end up killing one another typically to Oof. vie for that final spot as that makes as an sense. immortal. Yeah. Yeah, and so it's it's this big whirlwind adventure. Really well-told story. The characters are very likable. Please check out my review on Friday when it comes out and consider getting the game next week. I think it's well worth your time and money if you like that style. Cool. That's all I've been playing this week. What about you, Shelly? Yeah, so I, I actually have been playing a couple new-ish things, although i still okay. been playing... So I actually, me and my friends had a Smash party for when Joker was released. Oh, cool. It wasn't even, uh, it was last Wednesday that the that Joker was released, version 3.0 was released, but we actually had the party Friday night because that's a better night for a get-together anyway, for the most part. <laughs> and it was really fun. One of my friends loves Persona 5 and wants to make Joker his new main, so we are playing as Joker okay. a lot. And Do you also, like his playstyle? Uh, I don't think it works super well for what I like in characters, but okay. I think he's he's really cool. Hmm. Sort of his because uh, what if you don't know, uh, he has like a regular move set for the most part, like a lot of other characters. But after he gets hit a certain amount of times or time enough time passes, his persona shows up and all of his oh. moves are amplified. Okay. Uh, and their strength cool. and knockback and things like that. So, so that's not his smash attack. Their smash attack. His smash attack is an attack with all of the phantom thieves. Oh. Okay. So you get to see all of them in there. Yeah, and the different characters are not. They f- they're featured in the stage because there's a stage that comes with okay. character, um, <laughs> and you'll see some of the. Uh, characters there. You also in the spirits. The spirits are a part of Smash. 
There's okay. a couple spirits from Persona 5 as well. And Morgana, I believe is the name of the cat. The cat thing. Yes, uh, Morgana, is, yep. Shows up for taunts. Cool. So Joker moves, doesn't actually Joker. speak, but but the cat does. The cat speaks. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Like again, I, I've been mean to get Persona 5, and I think they're making a new Persona 5, or they're making like a enhanced Another version. Another edition. Yeah. yeah. I think I might want to pick that up so then I can actually play it because I've heard it's really good. Heard it takes a long time, but whatever. It is a long RPG, yeah. yeah. So I think it's like 120 hours on how long to beat just for the story. <sighs> yeah, it's crazy. I I like that, though. Music's banging. It's great. So. I love that soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. Like, if the game soundtrack, if any of that is included in Smash, it was a good addition. Totally. I it has a lot so of music bad for from... how much I don't like that music because I know everybody really? does, and I don't... I feel like, like one of those people that like, doesn't like it because it's cool... But I couldn't stand it. My wife played really? the game. So I, maybe that's why. Maybe because I wasn't playing the game and I was hearing it offhand. But maybe. I would hear the uh, same song over and over. I was like, stop. I had to walk away. Dang. Is it rivers in a dry land? Never see it coming? I don't even remember. It's been a while. Yeah, you wouldn't. I haven't. She did, wasn't play, <laughs> She hasn't played it since um, we were in Denver. Oh, okay. But well. it was weeks of the same like three or four songs and i was like i mean I yeah if you away. hear enough of the songs i can understand that but i like yeah. it there's also songs from past persona games i believe i think i think songs and there's also okay. costumes for your me's from like persona 4 and maybe even persona 3 it's That's really cool how they included this stuff and they also have customized stages now you can make your own stage just like in mm-hmm. the oh version. that's right yeah it's way better and there's lots of creativity and if you're not good at making your own stages like me you can go online and download stages that you like so we downloaded a bunch That's of cool. really funny looking stages and played on them <laughs> so i saw one that was a dog thing what <laughs> what'd you say joe i saw one that was a dog and kirby was like there was a hand hovering over the dog with oh, a switch on it yeah and you hit the switch and it pets the dog oh. that's amazing the people are getting really creative with the stages some of them are kind of janky though uh because I, we discovered very quickly that some stages let you ledge snap, and some stages don't. And ledge snapping is very important in gameplay, so that was oh. an adventure. <laughs> um, what is edge snapping? Ledge snapping? Yeah. Basically, if you're trying to recover and you mm-hmm. grab the ledge, okay, that's ledge snapping. Whereas oh. it's different than if you're recovering and you land on top of the stage... Or something. Shelly's a professional. Oh, okay. I'm not really, but I just know the terms. Um, <laughs> Been in that tournament scene. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I have. I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. I, I got it now, I think. Did yeah. you see that there was a guy yesterday that... The... Hungrybox got a crab thrown yeah, at Yeah, so he threw a crab at A <laughs> crab. The best melee Why? player in all of... Uh, at least now, he is arguably the best melee player in the world. He, someone threw a crab at him. Yeah, I did see that. And it just shows... People are talking about all on Reddit and everything. How was it a how living toxic crab? No, no, it was, it was a steam dead. crab. That's was... good. But the dude had to fight his way out of the losers bracket and won the yeah. tournament. Yeah, wow. it's, it's heck and, and hungry. And somebody threw threw a crab at him and took off. And I guess they caught the guy. But supposedly, yeah, uh, it's he was trash. Really crabby about it. <laughs> Who throws Melee's a crab at really a toxic. It Ultimate could be really dangerous. So. Like it's funny, like saying it out loud. But like crabs are sharp. But it's like, yeah, it's dangerous. He I've hurt myself cracking open a crab. Yeah. 
He said bad. he just barely missed his head. And people wonder, <sighs> they're like, why a crab? A lot of people say, you know, crab is a sign for cancer. So like, oh, cancer, wow. oh well. Uh-huh. Um, plus, it's also just easy to get one of those in Maryland where the tournament was. <laughs> it's easy to get tomatoes oh. too. What happened to the old tomato? And there's tomatoes in Smash. There's a little tomato it's with the It's so on it. dumb. Like, a lot of people don't like Hungrybox, but you should never disrespect a player like that. That just what makes I heard, yeah. no sense. Pe- people don't like him because he means Jigglypuff. That's correct. There's a couple <laughs> of okay, so There are a couple the person... other things. Some people don't like him just because he means Jigglypuff. There's a lot of other reasons that people don't like him that are somewhat valid, I would say. Like, I think it's fine if someone doesn't like him. But no, he never deserves that sort of disrespect. No one deserves that disrespect, especially when they win a tournament like that. Is this the person that stayed on the one side of the stage and the other guy, like, walked out on the on the match? I don't think so. Okay, this was that for was Melee. a Jigglypuff player. Oh, really? And he didn't need to, like, he didn't need to move Maybe for that whatever was reason. him. That might have been him. If it was Jigglypuff, it probably was him. Yeah, he he got the he got the advantage and then flew. I don't know if it was Hungry Box or not, but the Jigglypuff player got the advantage mm-hmm. on damage and then just played keep away the entire time limit. No, I yeah, think that so was him. I think I remember there, what you're talking about. There, I'll have to confirm. And then he walked I out. I don't know 100, but I'm pretty sure that sounds familiar to me. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot of nonsense that happens in the Smash community, specifically in the melee community, that they just need. to figure the heck out because that's just bad but anyway yeah that happened don't um, throw crabs don't go yeah don't disrespect people like that it's okay yeah, if you don't make like sure you someone. grab a different kind of crustacean it's okay if you don't like someone but don't attack them don't publicly embarrass them don't get yourself arrested and banned from every tournament for doing something dumb yeah. i don't think he was arrested but he probably was banned he, he was banned from toing as far as i heard which I think he needs to be banned for more, but whatever. Anyway, um, that's that. Sorry, that was a little bit of a tangent. I do like talking about Smash uh, drama. <laughs> <laughs> I but, just saw it like today, so. But yeah, that I I saw that video today, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" But I'm so it's real. shellfish of him. It's real. So anyway, uh, other games I've been playing. I had a huge craving to play Pokemon. But to start a new Pokemon game, not to uh, finish any ones I've started already, which is not great. So what I did instead, <laughs> okay. I was a little bit inspired by, I was a little bit inspired by the backlog golf. I'm not actually participating in it, but I was inspired enough to pick up a game I haven't picked up in like two years or whatever. Um, okay. I got Digimon Cyber Sleuth on the PS4 when I got oh, my PS4, but I haven't played it. I basically played two hours or so when I first got it. And hadn't played it since. And not because I didn't like it. Just because it got distracted with Final Fantasy XV. Got distracted with school. Got distracted with everything else. I just haven't played it in so long. So I actually picked it back up a little bit. And been playing it. And it's been good. I really like Digimon style games. Just because I love Digimon. It's weird. I played Digimon way differently than Pokemon. But even though people are like, oh, they're like the same. They're they're not. Not to me. They're very different. So, Digimon, like in Digimon, I like collecting my favorite Digimon. I think it's fun to digivolve them into all the different possibilities. And so I already got my favorite Digimon and the all of the season three main Digimon as well. Anyway, it's very exciting. Okay. I, I do enjoy that game so far. I cool. did, however, start a Nuzlocke round of 
Heart Gold of Pokemon Heart Gold. And if you don't know Remind what Nuzlocke is. Remind me what Nuzlocke is. is. Yeah. I've heard of it. So there's a ton, I used to know. tons of different variety rules that can go into Nuzlocke. The main base rules are that if a Pokemon faints, it is considered dead and you either right. have to release it or keep it in the PC forever. Mm-hmm. You can't huh. use it again. And the second rule is that you can only catch the first Pokemon you encounter in any new area. So if you enter a new route, like Route 29 or something, and the first Pokemon you encounter is a Pidgey, you either catch that Pokemon, and that's a new addition to your party, or you don't catch it, and you can't catch any more Pokemon on that on that route for the what rest if they, of the game. I guess that you would lose then if you if they all died, and you were yeah. out of locations to go get Pokemon from. Yeah. Huh. It's yeah. So those are the very base basic rules of Nuzlocke, right. and that's kind of what I'm going off of. There's some other rules. Some people say you you have to nickname all your Pokemon. I do. I think it's more fun that way when you nickname all your Pokemon, especially when they die. Then you're you're just more attached to them. That's the whole thing. Yeah. Some people have restrictions on items. Some people have a lot of people restrict trading, which makes sense. There's like if you get traded a really strong Pokemon or something that's like breaking the rules but I did get a gang or uh sorry a uh, I want to get a Gengar I got a Ghastly so I've already told myself I want a Gengar so I'm willing to trade with someone just to trade it back I think that's fair but either way okay <laughs> I haven't played much of it but because I tried playing Nuzlocke before I started with Platinum and apparently Platinum's like the hardest game to Nuzlocke and heart gold is fun and not as hard. So that's why I'm doing that. Okay. One. Cool. <laughs> but yeah, so those are the games I've been playing that are new and interesting this week. Sweet. I haven't played a lot, but I'm I'm playing a mobile game. Joe, oh no. Joe's, he didn't realize I figured he would. I was waiting I was saying it out loud because I figured he would. <laughs> um it's I kinda called... have been too, but I didn't want to talk about it. Oof. Oh, so what's the same I, game? <laughs> the game is called Ebony: The King's Return. I he's probably not playing. No, <laughs> is it the same game? Ebony's been around since I was like fourteen. Yes. Oh wow. It was a garbage browser game that used <laughs> sex appeal to try to get everybody to click the links. That is why fourteen-year-old me played. Oh gosh. I'm so ashamed of you. <laughs> so. I can't believe that game is still around in any sense. Yeah. Uh, okay. So, Joe's not lying. It was like, go save this princess. And it was this, like, very overly sexualized princess. And I was like, gonna go save the princess. <laughs> I was 14 years old. <laughs> um, and then it has nothing to do with that princess whatsoever. And it was kind of like a... That's marketing. Yeah. Clash of Clans, I guess, is... Probably kind of what it is. I haven't actually played Clash of Clans, but what I've seen of Clash of Clans looks very similar to what Ebony is, uh, which is like you have this little kingdom and you're trying to build a kingdom. You have to get resources. Um, and it takes at first it takes days, uh, at, like first it takes minutes and then it takes days to get things upgraded. Now that I think about it, I think I get a lot of weird ads for that on YouTube when I'm trying to watch videos <laughs> and I skip past Probably. it because it looks weird. It sounds familiar. It It sounds... Yeah. yeah. So, I spent an entire summer playing this. Like, 14-year-old me, like I said. um, I got super sucked in. It's got... And the reason that I loved it so much is because you... You don't do this now, but back then you would build a town. 
And then you would go and you would gather, you would like claim another town and build that one up. But if somebody attacked that other town, then they actually got to keep it. And so you could do all of this hard work, like, and it could take like weeks to build up a city. Uh, it could be taken from you. But on the other hand, you could build up and you could take a city. And so there's alliances. Alliances are a really big deal, um, especially in this newer version. Uh, but back then, we actually started like a like Alexander the Great kind of system of you can either join us or, or we will take everything. <laughs> nice. Um, and completely surround you. You won't be able to play it. And, like, it would be really boring for you because we would take all of your cities and you wouldn't be able to claim them because we're better than you. Uh, and completely conquered like a server. Wow. Y'all yeah, are boys. Really cool. Yeah, basically. <laughs> but Gosh. it was a lot of fun. Like, it was a lot of intense gameplay. Like, I've, I was probably the most, like, delved into a game I've ever been. Um, oh, wow. And so I, I picked up this mobile game just because I've had a, a bit more free time on my hands. Uh, the last couple of weeks, I got a new job. And there's weird downtime where I don't really have enough time to, like, go home. Uh, but I can, like... I've got like five, 10 minutes where I'm just sitting there waiting. Uh, perfect time to check in on a little town and upgrade some stuff. Uh, so I'm playing that and it's not nearly as fun anymore because when you capture towns, you don't actually get to keep it. You just kind of like take the resources. Um, but alliances are much more involved, which I guess is kind of cool. Um, I don't know. It's overly simplified and I hate the fact that it is mobile. It's a mobile game now. Like, there are gems that were not a part of the old game uh, that unlock you being able to upgrade more buildings at once. Mm-hmm. And so okay. right now I'm like able to take those and it's it's free because they give me a ton of gems to begin with. But once you get farther into the game, it's going to be. Um, yeah, I was actually going to ask if it's a pay to win type of game. Yeah. And the old one used to be two in a way, but it was like you could make things stronger. It wasn't stopping you from. It, it was pay to be better, but you could still beat someone who paid, where now it's kind of like, if you want to play the game, you're going to have to pay at some point, which is lame. And probably when I'll fall off is when that So is Clash happens. of Clans. Yeah. I Ebony was kind of that first... There, there might have been games before that. I mean, I guess World of Warcraft. Or Utopia. Warcraft, like old, old Warcraft um, was like this. But this is the first PvP that was like that I played that was like that. Did you ever play the browser game Utopia? No. Very similar sort of concept. That's what my buddies played in high okay. school. Were you able to take towns from other people, like, or take whatever you You just straight up people? said, I'm targeting so-and-so, and I'm going to attack them with this army, and... Yeah. It's going to take two hours of real time. I'll come back and check my browser in two hours. And, and I would literally just sit there on the <laughs> browser chatting with people in the chat. That, like, part of the alliance... Um, it was I was so deep into it. I haven't found a game though like this where you can actually keep what you what you attack. Kind of makes you sad. I don't. That's not profitable. That's true. And maybe it's because you could win that way of like just dominating someone's. I mean, especially if, you took their if they, pay... and they couldn't take them back, then you would beat that server. Right, and then and then the people that get crushed aren't going to go pay you money. That's true. I, I don't know. I loved that cutthroat part of that game. It was really cool. Uh, but that's all I've been playing. We can get into the news. Sweet. Okay. All right. In the news this week, PlayStation has released a video on their YouTube that's Corey Barlog uh, talking about the upcoming God of War documentary. And it is a super cool 
kind of chills down your spine uh, teaser for anybody that likes God of War for the one that came out in 2018. Yeah. I don't know when the when the actual documentary is supposed to release. I looked and I couldn't find anything on it. LJ may know, but um, I am ready for that thing to be out. I'll spend a whole day watching it. I, I don't care. I might even I watch it. I never, I've never played a God of War game, but it looks really interesting from that yeah. teaser. I watched it and I was like, oh, like oh you're gonna see cool. the actors behind the scenes in their mocap suits and yeah. all that sort of stuff. I like. I got that. emotional, like legitimately goosebumpy and like my eyes were starting to water up and i couldn't figure out why it's just such an intense trailer i guess maybe it's because i played the game but the production staff over there is incredible so i'm really jazzed for that keep an eye out on that if you're interested in god of war or game documentaries in general because this looks like it's going to be they followed the dev team and all the stuff they did for like four or five years i saw some of the like art staff talking about on twitter that's so crazy so, yeah, this is going to be like four or five years of people's lives rolled into this thing. And if you missed God of War because you were like, I, you maybe played the ones previously and were like, it's not my thing, um, I would still say check this out because this it's is monumentally one of the best stories of gaming history. Yeah, not the best. I, th- I think so. But one of the best, for sure. Um, yeah. And so to see kind of the documentary behind this, I mean, they're making shift, uh, they're making games way that no one else really is story-wise. That few yeah. are. Besides PlayStation, I mean, really, yeah. Sony's got stories on lock. <laughs> yeah. Um, speaking of Sony, some news got out this week. Uh, an article on Wired came out. Mark Cerny with Sony uh, kind of went and unveiled and showed some of the specs for the upcoming PlayStation Five. So the yeah. big thing to note here is that they're going to be using proprietary solid-state drives. Mm-hmm. Uh, so like a solid state drive you would buy right now they said if you plug that into a ps4 you're going to get about a third extra speed loading so the example they gave was in spider-man spider-man mm-hmm. jump you know you, you quick travel in spider-man he, you see the whole scene where he's on the subway yeah and all that it takes about 15 seconds to go from a to b with that cut scene and everything if you've got a, a $500 solid-state drive that's super fast for today's modern standards, it'll take you 10 seconds oh instead of 15. Oh, my gosh. With what they're going to be putting large. in the PlayStation 5, that will take eight-tenths of a second. Yeah, that's Well, crazy. see, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a PS4 game. Like, yeah. You know, PS5 yeah. games are going to go, they're going to have like 8K and stuff. Yeah, 8K is the Ray other thing. Yeah. My something that I heard. I I'm gonna preface this now because I'm gonna repeat a lot from like GameScoop and uh, Giant Bomb and everyone else. But like one thing they were talking about is how expensive solid state hard drives are. Uh, Joe just said like a $500 solid state drive. Um, that's more than a PS4 costs. I will say the price of solid states is going down, and because it's proprietary. It might not be as expensive for them to make as it would be for them to be purchasing them from a third party. And so what I'm sure I, it makes a lot of sense to me. They make a proprietary. It might be cheaper for them to make them for them to buy from a third party. But then they can also you can't plug in a solid state drive into this thing because they're going to have their own and you can't pull it out and put it in something else because it's well, their and- own. Here's something to keep in mind, too. Sony has almost always done their... They've rolled their own memory solutions, right? 
Mm-hmm. PlayStation One, they had their own memory card. PlayStation Two, they had their own memory card. PlayStation PS, uh, the PSP and the Vita, proprietary memory cards because they could take what what most other you know manufacturers would charge you twenty dollars for. We'll say mm-hmm. they would charge eighty for the same thing, and you had to pay it if you wanted that much space. Yeah, because they were the sole manufacturer of it. Now I will say the speed. The speed improvement sounds pretty substantial here. Uh, their goal, from what I was reading, is to have as close to zero load times as, as possible. I see that working for the first couple years of games when this console comes out. And then it I mean, being back to slower load times as they I mean, pump out better games. I was going to say, uh, a lot of it's probably also going to factor into like, yeah, how efficiently does the developer, you know handle memory and all that sort of stuff. Right, because I'm also at really that curious. point, how successful would... I mean, I guess PlayStation's uh, known for their exclusive games anyway, but just makes me think in the, the indie realm, no one's gonna... Unless... Only a company with so many resources are gonna actually cater to a PlayStation 5 graphics and loading and memory set you know what i mean like yeah. they're yeah. going to be very even more exclusive than they are now which is yeah. weird to think about because they're already pretty exclusive when their exclusives are so good though yeah i don't know it's be- it's becoming a very again like they're gonna have their own games they're gonna have amazing very very pretty games but mm-hmm. i it's gonna and be really expensive have to buy the console just to I mean, play 8k with ray tracing <sighs> Um, something else worth mentioning here in with this conversation, um, I don't have a link to it right now, but I read an article earlier today where they had an industry insider mm-hmm. that knows what Microsoft is working on. And Damn. that insider came out and said, oh, cake for Microsoft here because their specs are going to blow the PS5 out of the water. Really? Already. Wow. Oh, they, they saw what Sony announced and they said, oh, yeah, Microsoft's got the next generation easy. That's crazy. I mean, it makes with, sense. With their specs. Yeah. It makes sense because the Xbox One X is already so much stronger than the PS4 Pro. And then this next Xbox has got to be better than the X, which is already. Yeah. And I mean, console. like they're saying, 8, 8K, no problem. Like memory solutions, they've got all that figured out. I'm, I'm just wondering gonna... if they're going to call this PS4 or PS5 the PS5 or they'll call it something else. You know they're going to stick with PlayStation things. 5. I mean, they, they've got a long history with this. Yeah. I I feel like they're going to start releasing these consoles more and more frequently. We had this half step with the PS4 Pro. I think we're going to yeah. PS5. And then in a few years, maybe three or four years, they'll release something else. And the reason I think that is because of all the backwards compatibility stuff. We're getting yeah, to a point so where... That's what I was going to say. Like, the, the PS5, the way that they're talking, there's a good chance that, like... You know, I digitally own all these PS4 games. I can just straight up download and play them on my PS5. Mm-hmm. Which so is cool. It, yeah. But it, it makes... is cool. But at that point, like, okay, if if they're going to maintain the $60 price point, mm-hmm. why would I buy a PS5 game if I can download the PS4 version and play it for cheaper? I mean, I'm assuming PS4 games will be cheaper than PS5. Right. Yeah, but they'll start phasing those out. I think so. You won't get PS4 games. They will be PS5 games at some point. They'll start releasing, and then you can buy old games or you can buy new games for the same price point. 
I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what's coming down the pipe. And and also the date on this, they're saying 2020 at the earliest for yeah. the PS5. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting to think about because these are probably the conversations we were having when PS4 was coming out and when mm-hmm. Xbox yeah. One was coming out. It's just the next generation, next generation thing. It doesn't feel like a new console. It feels like another half step to me. Like It seems like more than a half step. I mean... That's a pretty substantial hardware boost. Yeah. But so was the Pro. I mean, that I think it's just hard to, to imagine 4K. because, at least for me, I think it's hard to imagine just because of looking at how amazing... We were just talking about God of War. Look how amazing God of War looks like on the PS4. It's mm-hmm. hard to imagine how you can make something like that look better. You yeah. Know? I mean... That ray tracing stuff is There's the ray tracing stuff. Actually... Yeah. So, I... I don't think I announced. I don't think I talked about this on air, but I got an I got an RTX twenty eighty yeah. video card for my computer. Yeah, mm-hmm. and my computer has older hardware in it. It's thirty two gigs of RAM, but it's it's a first generation i seven CPU. The RAM is DDR three. I mean, it's this machine's several years old, mm-hmm. and I loaded up Metro Exodus with ray tracing turned on in four K. And it still runs at 40 to 60 frames a second on my machine, even with all the other bottlenecks. Mm -hmm. And it looks amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ray tracing is is beautiful. Ray tracing is crazy. Yeah, it's cool. Um, But speaking of things that aren't cool and crazy and new and modern. (laughs) Uh Oh. uh, Microsoft announced the Xbox One S All Digital Edition. Now, the problem with this is, well, there's a few problems with this. Number one. Uh, the acronym, right? <laughs> the S A D. It's like they were late for April Fools. The Did Microsoft, you watch the trailer? The Xbox Sad. No, I didn't. Sad. It it looks like an April Fools joke. I mean, so what I understand is it's got the same form factor as an Xbox One S, mm-hmm. but they just straight up removed the disc drive. I'm not gonna lie; it actually looks really nice without the disc drive. It looks very sleek. It kind of looks, but the trailer is so stupid, and they're like, "Oh, and it's so bad." The this doesn't bother me at all. Like for me, this would be a good idea for a backup system. Mm-hmm. I've got an Xbox One X, right? Right. So and and I buy only digital anyway. So this would be a good idea for me. But this is an S, which would be a downgrade from the X to me. Yeah, and with no disc drive, the, the problem is that the price point that they're saying, two hundred fifty dollars. I considered it until I got heard the price point, because I was like, oh, I'm gonna yeah. a cheaper console, and I don't need to play a ton of Xbox games because I love my PS4. But to get mm-hmm. you know the few things that I haven't been able to play, I would do that. And then it was as much as an Xbox S. I mean, it is an Xbox One S. Yeah, but I can get one with a disc drive, and a game for a pretty close price point it doesn't make so that like that put me out because i was thinking about get, i've been thinking about getting an xbox one s for a long time and then when i heard this i was kind of excited i was like cool you know, 150 bucks i can get you know this digital box and get what all i need out of it and then it was 250 dollars too and i was like oh yeah they I, I bet you give it three four months i bet that price point drops precipitously for that version of the mm-hmm. xbox especially with the media around it but but something that's going to be notable for this, like if you do get in late, if you haven't had an Xbox One and you just want to get in late yeah. and pay for Game Pass and and Xbox Live, mm-hmm. 
Like you can pay, you know, 15 bucks a month or whatever, and then you're going to get access to a ton of digital games. Yeah. To play on this thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. It's, crazy. it's a weird, it's a weird decision for Microsoft to make at this point. Well, cause I'm just thinking like the next gen, they can have, you know, the console and they can have a discless version and people might actually buy the discless version if it's cheaper. But this is kind of saying we can't actually make this much cheaper than a version that has discs. Well, uh, okay. I should say this as well. Everybody expects, oh, it's got a disc drive. It's going to be, it's going to cost them more to manufacture. Do you know how much a disc drive costs retail? Like 15 bucks. So then why make it? I mean, to give people options. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's a lack of option. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't. Know. I feel like it's their way of saying, "Hey, digital only is not going to work." Here, we'll prove it. <laughs> uh, it's definitely a weird decision. But like I said, this would be a good console for me if I didn't already have an X or whatever. But you just get an S with. Discs. I think this is probably targeted at people that are gonna, you know only looking to get in late on this on the life cycle, spend fifteen bucks a month, and play. Whatever they got to offer. So. I think it's directed at parents who don't know any better. And we're like, that's, we're going to get that's, the cheap version. Yeah, that's kind of what I meant. But this still <laughs> isn't the cheapest version. But they're parents that don't know any better. Uh, there's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Anyways. this I mean, this would have been a good purchase for my brother a year ago. I bought him an, an S a year ago. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't own any physical games. We only download stuff. So this would have been a good idea for him a year ago. But that was a year ago. But, so, say that you had the option a year ago for this discless version or a version that did take discs. Even though you know that you do all digital, if they were the same price... If they were the same price, I want more options, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we can move on. It's yeah. silly. We're all it agree is. with it's it. It's dumb. Yeah. And it's called SAD. It's a sad, sad edition. That was that was a dumb marketing mistake. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. Basically terrible. The, yeah, you didn't have to say all digital. You could have just said the Xbox S Xbox One S digital edition. And for you then Xbox fans you that are Xbox out there One. going, stop pooping on Xbox, they still have the strongest X- console in the world. So Xbox is still my jam. I mean, that's that's what I'm playing Felsil on. That's what I'm playing Division on. I've you know, yeah. in the last couple months I've got 200 hours logged on that system. The sad I still play a crap ton Xbox of, is not dumb. Yeah, I, st- I still play a ton of Call of Duty on there. Smite. like Anything with friends, that's my go-to console. It gets a ton of playtime. So. Um, that's the news for the week. We'll get into the pull list. This is kind of a big week for pull lists. Okay. Especially talking about the PlayStation 4. Days Gone, mm-hmm. which oh, yeah. Cody got got some footage of at PAX South. Yeah, I was I was hoping to pick this up. I don't know if I'm going to just because so many people are so unexcited about it, and I figure I'll wait a little bit and see just the reception once it's actually out. Yeah. Uh, it looked fun. I think, weirdly enough, I think that uh, it's a very stereotypical PlayStation, and it's crazy that PlayStation's had enough exclusives now that you can kind of have this type of game. Um, I just I, I have zero interest in a survival game. A lot of people seem to be just kind of like meh. I don't. I, it looks like Daryl the game from Walking Dead. 
<laughs> okay. He's just All like, right. I'm cool. Yeah. I drive a motorcycle. I am great value Daryl. Great value Daryl. Wow. <laughs> I, I will say this. As much as I don't want to admit it, I think some of the best stories that I've ever been, that, that I've ever seen for mm-hmm. telling a good human experience involve zombies, oddly enough. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Last of Us was incredible. Walking yeah. Dead. My thing is, until the best this stories season. have involved Sony. Oh. So no. I expect them I mean, to Sony's story. not involved in AMC's Walking Dead. That's true. And that's arguably not a good story anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's true. I, I mean, like, I almost feel like I'm going to miss out just because it's a Sony exclusive, and so I expect that story to be really, really good. I'm doing backlog golf, and I'm not willing to take two strokes for this game. How about that? There you go. I'll see yeah. what people say about it. If people are like, the story's amazing, you got to check it out, then I'm going to be sold because I love that kind of stuff. I mean, what did you think of the demo when you played it at PAX South? It felt very generic. Okay, that's what I needed to know. <laughs> I was comparing it to God of War, and I was comparing it to Horizon Zero Dawn, and I was like, those games aren't anything like this. Why am I doing that? But like, the feel of the game was like, oh, I, I was able to pick that controller up and have no instruction and know exactly how to play it, which I guess is a good thing. But it was also weird That's that intuitive. I was like, yeah. these mechanics are very obvious and played out. Okay. Um, On top of Days Gone, Mortal Kombat 11 yeah. is coming out this week. I think LJ is going to be picking it up and reviewing it for us. Those games are incredibly gory. Mm-hmm. And I think they're the best storytelling that the fighting game genre has to offer. I haven't played one in a long time. I, nine, uh, uh, nine and ten stories were actually... like I bought them just to play the stories. That is... That's cool. and, hmm. Didn't know that. It's one of the few games that I... I was playing it for the fatalities and the gore, and I was like, this is weird. I don't feel comfortable um, getting so excited about all this like crazy yeah, yeah. gore. Uh, and so I haven't played them in a long time. Yeah. That's understandable. I, I genuinely think if... If you like fighting games and you care about the stories at all, yeah, as gory as it is, these are the best told stories in the fighting game genre. If if anybody out there listening has a better option for for a well told story with fighting game characters with with a fighting game, let me know because I would be interested to to see what it is. Smash Bros. Light of Hope. Tekken's not a better story. Injustice says LJ. I'll give you that. Injustice was a really good story. Yeah, yeah, and same devs, and not as much gore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. I I really like it. Sub Zero is my was my main. I haven't played in years. I, I've played at a few people's houses, but I haven't owned one in a long time, just because. Yeah. Speaking I was of about it. injustice, I was trying to explain to my coworker today that when I said Joker was included in Smash, it's not DC Joker. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Took a while, but finally happened but what if it was i just said if it was it would be injustice not smash right. yep That'd be so cool yep uh and then finally another game that we've got uh, being reviewed for the site steam world quest hand of gilgamech i love that name so yeah you got gilg you got gilgamech Gil- yeah. for those who don't know i have a cat named gilgamesh uh, yeah. and those who don't know gilgamesh is a very self-righteous uh demigod yeah he's a jerk and everything yeah so th- this is part of the steam world franchise they do something different all the time mm-hmm. you know they had steam world dig one and two then they had uh, steam world heist which was my favorite in the franchise mm-hmm. 
and uh, now Hand of Gilgamesh, which is a card battle game. Oh. <laughs> Everything's That's a card the battle Hand game of now. Gilgamesh. Card, card hand. Hand. Yeah. Oh, I get yeah. it. Oh, wow. <laughs> that doesn't mean I like it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it, but I do get it. So LJ says it is an RPG. So I probably would like card games. I just I look at them and I go, I don't want to play it. <laughs> Need to oh, you don't like to read friends. either, so that doesn't That is true. That. <laughs> that is true. Yeah. Nothing like Hearthstone. Okay. Yeah. That's it for new releases for the week too, so I guess that's it in the world of gaming. Shelly, what do we got going on over in movies? Yeah. What movies are you watching? Movies? That's what he's asking. I actually watched a couple this week. What have you seen? I so I watched a classic that I'd never seen before. I'm gonna get some flack yeah. for this one. Tombstone. Oh, oh okay. wait, the I think I'll be I've your seen Huckleberry. Tombstone. Yeah. My dad owned it. I don't think I ever watched it. Legitimately a super cool westerner. I've, I've never been into western movies. That's why I didn't watch it. Yeah. I, I have seen a few over the years. I like 310 to Yuma and that sort of thing. They Call Me Trinity is the best western ever been. I have no idea what you're talking about. It's so fun. It's a, like a, they call it a spaghetti western. Oh, okay. Um, gotcha. But it's really, really funny. Is it like Blazing okay. Saddles? Kind of. I like Blazing okay. Saddles. Oh, Tombstone was legitimately a super good movie, and it was an all-star cast. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I saw it, I think, last year. My roommate loves westerns, so. Yeah, like Val Kilmer and Bill Paxton, Sam mm-hmm. Elliott. Mm-hmm. Man, it, it was really super good. I'm glad I, I finally broke down and watched it. One of my buddies told me that I had to or he was going to kick me. We need another revival of westerns. I know they kind of tried with... True Grit, and then they did... Uh... True Grit was amazing. Yeah, it was really good. And then there well, was one no, with no. Chris Pratt in it. No, not not True Grit. Uh, there True was Grit a... Was Netflix released a series. Oh, they released uh, a like Western series. Story? Oh, uh, Godless. Godless, yeah. And yeah. it was super well done. I really I totally liked it. I forgot about that. I watched that first episode and I never got back into it. I need to It was that. very well done. I enjoyed that whole series. Yeah! Okay, maybe I do like westerns. They just have we to need be more well western. Well, modern westerns have gotten really good, and they don't make enough of them. Yeah, uh, like this sounds really stupid. The Cowboys versus Aliens was really good before the aliens came into play, and the aliens were fun uh, too. But I was like, this like, this was a western. I'd be happy with this western. Like a high budget western is fun. Okay, watch Cowboys <laughs> versus Aliens. It's a good movie. Yeah, have you uh, seen it? The, no. Try it. It sounds stupid. It is super dumb. Like, the aliens are after gold. Spoiler. Um, just to be cheesy. But it's actually, like, really fun. Hmm. Okay. The <laughs> other one that I watched <laughs> was Crimes of Grindelwald. Okay. Oh, how did you feel about it? I actually really liked it. Oh, cool. A little bit darker take on everything. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And they tee up that next movie quite well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it, it felt a bit more for a mature audience than a Harry Potter, yay, let's go to school and have shenanigans. Yeah. How do you like, like it in comparison? Did you see the first one, the uh, Fantastic yeah. Beasts? Yeah. 
I think I actually like Grim Crimes of Grindelwald better than Fantastic Beasts. Oh, but interesting. The the first one sets up that story, that, yeah. that char- the characters, so you really understand uh, that character a bit better. I yeah, think I I'm, enjoyed I'm Fantastic super Beasts more. Interested to see see the third movie in the series now. Yeah, they're really cool. I'm glad that that world is being kind of fleshed out even more in the cinemas. Yeah, you're the first person I've talked to who actually really likes that movie. Really? Yeah. I mean, like, there's some hard stuff in that movie. There are characters that will not be in future movies, I'll say that. Well, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So. I think, basically, from all of my friends who also just love the Harry Potter universe in general, have said that they wanted to watch it again, not because it was, they wanted to watch it, you know, enjoy it again, but because they didn't fully encapsulate what the heck was happening the first time because it was apparently very confusing. But I don't know if that means... I didn't means. have any trouble following it. Okay. I don't know what that means. Again, I am... But I, you, I, I don't have any resolved. of the books. I've not read any of those yeah, books. I've only watched okay. the movies. Okay, that's another okay. thing. Apparently, they rewrite some stuff that... Or retcon some stuff from, like, the I'm really Potter bummed games, about or not the games, lack of wizard clothes books. The I don't know. It's a really not. weird thing to be not happy about, but, like... Dumbledore not wearing a robe at all anywhere in that. He doesn't have to wear a robe all the time. I understand. He's a human. But, like, he should wear a robe a little bit. He wears nothing but robes in his old age. Mm-hmm. Why can't you be satisfied with who he becomes and and, <laughs> and live in the moment, Cody? What, at what point was Dumbledore like, I'm going to stop wearing these three-piece suits that make me look real good, and I'm just going to get a robe When he on. said, I'm too old to care, I'm going to be <laughs> yeah. comfortable. <laughs> it's just it, it was weird but there were some really good moments in it that made me feel really good i don't know i liked it more than i i didn't understand all the hate yeah i didn't i, I mean i'm coming to this it. super late so yeah i still want to see it but yeah that's just i do think I fantastic heard. beast was better the first one i do but. not think fantastic beast was better but it does use the framing of that first movie yeah for yeah. this yeah cool did you see any movie shelly I'm, I'm trying to think. I honestly don't think I saw any movies. I've been excited to watch Endgame, but we're going to talk about that later anyway, so... Yes. Cool. I watched two movies. Okay. The first one was... Uh, I was going to say it's direct to DVD, but it really wasn't. It actually took forever to get to DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, and that is Dragon Ball Super Brawly. Finally okay. came out. Finally was able to watch it. And then I was disappointed. <laughs> Really? Dang. Yeah. Uh, I. So the rehashing of the story, I never realized it was it was cool, but weird. I never realized just how close Goku's origin story is to Superman's. Uh, and I won't, but I mean, that gives quite a bit away. It's got a very similar origin story to Superman. And then. So the first story kind of sets up this world and you kind of get excited. And then the rest of it is brawly and brawly fighting people and then there's no depth to his character except that he's fighting people and it's really kind of sad because you're watching these other characters that are like he's more than just a fighter he doesn't he shouldn't be treated just like a dog that's like you know out there to fight people uh he's more than that but they never show that side of him Mm -hmm. uh once the fight starts and that's such a bummer to me that it was like He's more than more than this, and then we're like, "Well, show us that then. Like, let us see 
a deeper side of Brawly. And I haven't seen the first, the original one, because uh, this is kind of a weird remake. The first movie wasn't canon to the anime, uh, so this kind of makes him canon to the anime. Um, okay. But yeah, I don't know. I was just kind of bummed. The, the fight scene, I will say, is completely gorgeous. They throw some weird CGI stuff into it uh, while they're doing the anime, and that's a lot of fun. It's like Jump but, Force. Yeah, kind of. Only with just the surrounding, not the characters, but like the like they'd blast a mountain, and the mountain would kind of oh, like turn into this yeah, 3D yeah, yeah. Like, can... art piece. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really, really pretty. I just prefer the entire half of a movie to be all one fight scene. I was just like, oh, you, you could have done so much more with this character and let us see so much more about him. Um, and they didn't. It was just a met, like him going crazy. Yeah. So that's all I'll say about that. I think that's that's enough. I don't want to give anything away. You should, uh, if you. That's another thing too. It's not as funny as past movies, and I thought the last few movies have been amazingly hilarious. Um, so I wanted more of that. Those hijinks. Okay. Uh, but I won't give it away for people who want to see it because it just came out. And the other movie that I saw was Shazam. Oh, with was Zachary it good? Levi. How did you like it? Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's much darker than I thought it would be. Oh, wow. Uh, and I won't say how, but it'll be very obvious. I also was really confused about um, Black Adam. Why on earth would he have his own movie coming out? It doesn't like make a lot of sense for this for a villain to to have his own movie. But having seen this movie, it makes a lot more sense. It's a little bit more justified. Uh, and that'll only... It's only going to make sense to people who know who the Black Adam is. And... Um, That'll be kind of cool for people watching the movie. I think Zachary Levi did an amazing job uh, being a kid. It's it's a lot of fun. And the actor that plays the kid did a really good job of uh, picking up mannerisms that Zachary Levi does. They were things I noticed kind of because you see the kid first, obviously, before you see him turn in because it's an origin right. story. Right. And uh, you see him kind of do certain facial expressions that uh, you would see in Chuck, which is a show that Zachary Levi is very well known for. That's so smart. Wow. Yeah. Good on him. It was really well done. I was like, that's cool. Um, great story. Very funny. Uh, also very serious at times. So like I said, there's some stuff that I was just like, whoa, it's, I think one thing I'm glad it's doing well. Cause I could definitely have seen it being um, seen as confused because at times it feels like a kid's show. It's got this very heartwarming story to it. Uh, you know, it's, he's about, he's a foster kid for those who don't, know you know his his backstory in the comics uh and so there's this like kind of kid-friendly piece to it and then it gets to be the pg-13 you know aquaman wonder woman-esque movie still and so i think it's gonna be kind of confusing for some people like do i bring my kids to this do i not uh and i don't really have an answer because it can get really dark i wouldn't bring like anyone under you know 13 years old to this uh might be a little much for them okay but it's got moments in it that would be great for kids so it's weird i don't know um i'm glad that that didn't hurt it because i've heard shazam's doing really well okay definitely sets up for more movies in the future which i think is cool oh also two uncredited scenes make sure you uh stay are they marvel? at least stay f- huh are they marvel <laughs> no they're not marvel <laughs> Uh, but you, 
you don't need to say till the end if you're like someone who doesn't care. Uh, but you should stay at least for the second, the first one, the mid credit roll, because that's important to whatever comes next. Okay. Go watch it. It's fun. I'm excited. DC's getting things right and making things even more confusing because I'm starting to like them again. Uh, but yeah, that's all the movies. What's going on in the movie news? Yeah, so let's start with the non-Marvel movie uh, news first. So if you didn't know, there is a Masters of the Universe live action movie being sort of developed. Now, original news from a couple years ago was that this movie was going to come out this December, December 2019, <laughs> which is super not happening for a couple reasons. I mean, I think probably the main reason, one of the main reasons is that the original release date was going to be around the same time Jumanji 3 was coming out, and which is less important, but Star Wars. Star Wars is going to oh, come out. Oh, yeah. No one's going to watch any of the movie when Star Wars comes out. So they mm-hmm. made a smart decision. And they're not doing it then, but they are going to start filming soon. So if I can't you... imagine this being like good enough to be a Christmas movie in the first place. Like this needs to be like February release. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't, me. I don't know. <laughs> I don't follow. I don't really follow Masters of the Universe much. I don't know what type of style. Because mm-hmm. again, they're not even. I mean, they're filming. We have nothing essentially. Well, it's like transformers cartoon era like right 80s. yes skeletor stuff like that yeah, skeletor? skeletor skeletor i have to say it that way <laughs> i can't say it that way. um but yeah we got some men in black riders on that so mm-hmm. that's interesting from the that newest is, men that in is black. kind of weird so if you like men in black i mean that's good i have weird feelings about those movies so okay yeah know. it's the newest one the one with yeah uh chris, chris hemsworth, hemsworth and tessa thompson right tessa thompson yeah that's a perfect segue into I know. Our other moves uh movie news <laughs> uh so tessa thompson yeah we were just talking about her she has heard <laughs> and shared information that Apparently, Thor 4 has been pitched with, you know, Ooh. hopefully the same director is 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 what sounds like, is the same director as Ragnarok, which is good. Not of totally Dark okay World, not of the first too. Thor. No one cares about those two movies. And that's okay, because yeah. Ragnarok just is so much better. It's so different. It's so, yeah. But... I'm down. I mean, we know, and we know, even despite Endgame... That there's going to be sequels to movies. At least the only one that's technically been confirmed at this point is Spider-Man 2. And we know that's coming out. It's going to mm. be interesting to see how... Yeah, it really, really depends on Endgame. Like, what they show. What happens. If yeah. they just erase everything that happened from... Like, they could just do that and pretend none of that happened. And then be like, oh, yeah, this is an alternate universe from none of that happened. Or I don't know what they're going to do. But it mm-hmm. at this moment, they can't do a Thor with with like what would happen in Infinity War but that also they can do they couldn't do a second Spider-Man so right I don't know it's it's hard for me to imagine what type of movie it would be besides probably still having the same humor and excitement and energy that Ragnarok had because that worked yeah. for them but I don't know if Loki would come back 
which is sad because he was know. a really important part in Ragnarok, if you haven't Plus seen it. Plus he's got his own show now. He has his own show. Yeah, everyone is like, <laughs> I, I do think he's dead dead. Despite all the other characters that died in Infinity War, I do think he's dead dead. That's that's my theory. But I could see it being kind of a direct sequel to Ragnarok and having Hela have survived Ragnarok for whatever reason and it being like, I need to go fight her again. Maybe. I don't know. I just, it's... I feel like no matter what happens at Endgame, unless everything is actually just erased or something, mm-hmm. Thor is, you know, still kind of humorous, but he has seen some crap. His entire family, yeah. his entire... He has no one. He, he has sees no a lot one. less crap now than he did before the first... Well, he got <laughs> an eye back, so... <laughs> That's true. That's Which, yeah. <laughs> but basically, it's he has so much energy and hype and excitement in Ragnarok because he's saving asgard and mm-hmm. stuff like that it's just i think though out of the three it makes the most sense for him to like actually have a, another movie like iron man no, yeah it does captain america yeah like, they haven't lost nearly as much as him he needs kind of a mm-hmm. yeah something good to happen to him exactly at this point. i just hope yeah that it'll be a really i think it'd be a super super cool like comparison thing of Ragnarok being this one feeling, and then Thor 4 being, you know, with the same director, kind of knowing what's happening, not making it so boring as Dark World, but in the sense of, like, he has seen some crap, so how is his character going to change a little bit from that? Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think it'd be interesting. I love hearing that there's going to be another Thor, though, because I love him. (laughs) Ragnarok was really good, so... Or, again... Hearing this again, it's been pitched, so I guess this that's not the same as a confirmation. That's super not yeah, the not same as confirmation. Yet. So And you have to think if they've got they've got five years of movies. Uh, right. On that they already have figured out, so it could be five years before we get another Yeah, which door. yeah, so much could happen between those times. So Yeah. That's something to yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm looking forward to it, but again, yeah, it's it's gonna be way in the future if that ends up happening. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And I guess the last bit of news isn't really news unless you live in a rock. But Endgame is coming out this next week, which is so exciting. And I already yeah. told you all about my plans to be up at the break of dawn oh, to yeah. watch IMAX Endgame. But they're like seven in the morning. It's going to be so... Was it 7 or was 7 it earlier? 15. That's 7 in the morning. 15, yeah. That's gross. For three hours. It is like, <laughs> It is confirmed over three hours. It's like three hours and 10 or 12 minutes. minutes. Yeah, something like that. With credits. Okay, that makes sense. So it'll be a little bit less with a few. But you're going to stay to the end of the credits anyway. I so mean, yeah, absolutely. So it's going to be fun. I'm excited. It's going to be an experience. <laughs> um, I want to see it in a couple weeks. I'm not. Are you gonna? Hopefully, just, I don't get hit with spoilers. I was just gonna say, are you gonna just completely disconnect yourself from all social media or something? No, because I'm dumb. <laughs> okay. I'm probably. It's always gonna. I, I hate those memes that are. It's for spoilers. Yeah. And then they're like car spoilers, and then there's. I always read it. I don't know why. Yeah, because that is the new height of spoilers at this point. Is not. It's not just a direct, oh, this happens, but it's in within something that makes you want to see it. And I don't know why people go out of their way to do that. They think it's funny. I, I personally do not think it's garbage funny. garbage people. I think it's gross, but that Hopefully is, that is the fear. Well. Like, even if you look at... Memes are not safe, y'all. 
memes are not safe. Yeah. I had a I, I haven't watched uh, I haven't watched Game of Thrones in several seasons because of some mm-hmm. of the content in it. And I was scrolling through Facebook today and had a very major thing spoiled. Mm-hmm. It's like wow. I don't even have to watch the show to know that thing now. Yeah. And, then, and then there's companies like Rooster Teeth and, and their Ruby social media that will just post things. I didn't catch up on that too. So I, haven't, I haven't watched season six yet. And I mean, I've been off most social media for over a month now. I think almost two months, oh, well. honestly. It's been great. But I remember when I was still on Facebook for uh, like daily that I would mm-hmm. see Ruby and I would see spoilers for Ruby from the Ruby Facebook. Like, Slave. as the season six, I was so upset. I hated it, but... But I did see Terrible. the Russo brothers released a... Took a picture of a signed letter that told all of the fans, hey, don't spoil it. Thanos still demands your silence. <laughs> totally news that I forgot to put in there. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Stanley documentary. Directed by the Russo brothers. Okay, I actually think didn't it's happening. About, that, about that. I did not hear about that. That's I totally exciting. forgot until just now. That's cool, though. I'm really glad. That's definitely something... It's definitely yeah. someone who deserves a documentary. Oh, man. That's cool. And it's still Marvel news, you know? So, that's actually Endgame, is that. <laughs> yeah. They're, they've released all these trailers, and, and it's actually just going to be a Stanley documentary. And no one's going to be upset anyway because we all love Stanley, and we just want to see yeah. that. Actually, though, I I'm almost excited to see how different the movie's going to be from the trailers. Disney doctors yeah, trailers really so much, and I feel like they've been releasing a lot of trailers recently. I go on YouTube, I know, and I all the, the times I'm like, like, "Oh, they're not going to show more one. than the first 15 minutes." Right? It's like, like, "Oh, I feel like there's been 15 more than 15 one. minutes of footage." Yeah, I don't really know. What's, I feel like it's all a troll act. Like they're just going to troll us and throw something entirely different at us than what they've been showing. They're wanting to do white suits. Yeah, I feel like there's got to be something that's just they're going to be a different color. Like we're going to see Captain Marvel will be there, Ant Man will be there. Like I believe that, but I don't know about anything else. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, anyway, I don't know what do you guys think, but that's yeah, it's gonna be weird. Excited. Do brace yourself uh, though. If you aren't going to, if you're like Cody, and you aren't seeing Endgame opening weekend, just be careful. Be careful because yeah. there are idiots out there who will spoil it. And my thing too is like, I really wish I was seeing it. I'm I'm not seeing it for a reason. Um, and so like, I kind of wish I was though because this is. A culmination of like, it's such a big part of my geekiness was these movies this culmination of these movies mm-hmm. and so if i get spoiled i'm gonna be really bummed that i like will have something spoiled that i've that's been building up from uh 10 years of my life yeah pretty much because yeah i don't it's really harsh. know and i they'll probably talk about their five-year plan we already know they're going to talk about the five-year plan after the next spider-man releases but mm-hmm. They can't have another big, big culmination of things like this for a while. Yeah. Because originally, right, it was going to be one... Some of them will most likely be dead. Yeah. So you can't have everybody together all at once like this. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. It'll be good. It'll be cool. So. Yeah. 
Cool. You guys watching any TV? I have not been. I'll just throw that out oh, there. Oh, wow. Am I? This is weird. I'm the only one who watched <laughs> something out of... That's strange. Okay. There you go. I watched a couple more episodes of Fruits Basket, which is that really cheesy sort of rom-com <laughs> anime from yes. a long time ago. Was it? Has it already been remade? I don't know. Are you watching? I'm watching the original. You watched the old one though. Okay. I originally started wanting to watch it because I heard that they were remaking it, but I don't know when that remake is coming out. But I'll probably watch it when it comes out. Do you think? Okay, LJ says that the remake might have just come out, which is exciting, if that's true. Okay. But cool. I do still want to finish the original yet. first. Yeah, LJ's are. Yeah. LJ's our guy in the chair. Speaking of uh, Spider-Man, <laughs> shout out to our producer, LJ. Yeet, yeah, yeet. Okay, <laughs> bet, bet, flex, <laughs> flex. Oh my gosh, we're trash. Uh, no, I. Fruit Basket. <laughs> That's so, so funny Rufus. Because I loved Oran High School Holds <laughs> Club, and this is basically that, but not not as good in my opinion, but still like enjoyable in the same weird, dumb, cheesy way of. Goofiness. Of, of, here's all these guys. They turn into animals. <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. Came out on April 5th, LJ That's says. crazy. Yeah, I didn't know, but I wonder what it's on. I'll have to, yeah, watch that later. But, because I'm pretty yeah. sure Fruits Basket is only a season, so I'll finish it mm-hmm. in time. But, cool. yeah, that's, that's all I've watched TV news-wise. Yeah. I have been watching movies instead of TV. I need to start watching more TV again. I'm having, I'm scared to get into shows is kind of what it has been. I have a lot of shows I need to finish. I don't know which one to get into. And I'm like, I don't want to get into something and then like miss something else. And so I'm just not watching anything at all. Yeah. Weird thing to have anxiety over, but I'm trying to figure out what I want to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, plus it's been so long since I've watched some of these things that I'm like, I don't want to go back to it. Cause I don't really know what's happening. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel about video games. <laughs> I start something, uh, but so in the future it. of TV, uh, we have Pablo Schreiber. Uh, Schreiber. I don't, I don't know if I'm saying his name right. Schreiber, because it looks like Bieber. That's how I'm going to pronounce it. Uh, he's a new Master Chief for the Showtime TV show uh, for Hero. Schreiber. Schreiber. Yeah, in German, E-I-I-E, the second the second character takes the pronunciation. Why isn't it Justin Bieber? He's Canadian. Okay. <laughs> I don't know a lot about this guy, except that I've probably seen him in something because he's in everything from comedies to horror movies to uh, SVU. A lot of TV stuff. Orange is the New Black. I'm trying to find his stuff again. He's in Orange is the New Black. I should recognize this guy. Uh, American Gods. And thieves, uh, skyscraper. I don't know, mm. just a list of few things. He, I don't know. I feel like he could pull it off. He's gonna need red hair. He better have red hair. I'm gonna be really disappointed. Why? Because Halo Master Chief has red hair. Why do you assume that? There is. I can't remember. It's funny because I don't even play these games, and I want this to be factually a thing so bad. Gosh. Uh, it's either in one of the books. <laughs> Or in one of the games where he's a kid and you see him as a child, uh, he's got red hair. Okay. I think the actor should have been Abraham from The Walking Dead. Uh, I think that would have been really cool. But, like, that's the only thing we know about Master Chief. 
physically about his appearance. I googled it. That seems to be a thing. Okay. I'm not crazy. I just, if you'd only know one thing about someone's appearance, you should at least make that one thing right. Oh, this is so weird. That's Halo PD has got to be wrong. Really? It says in his bio on Halopedia, it says Master Chief's hair is brown. Ooh. Okay. Well, he's got brown hair. Pablo does, so. Is Pablo a German name? No. I think that's <laughs> I think that's a Hispanic name. As far as I knew. I was like, maybe it's a German thing too. Um Johan okay. is a German name. I want to have red hair. I really want the actor to be Abraham from Walking Dead, because I think he would have made a great Master Chief. He's a little little on the older side, but make Master Chief old. That's totally fine. Old and cool. Um, from that, we can talk about DC Universe, and this is actually kind of... There's, there's a little bit to go over here. Uh, the DC Universe, the streaming service, is um, doing okay, despite rumors. The reason there are rumors is because Swamp Thing, which is James Wan's James, yeah, James Wan's TV show. Uh, James Wan's the guy who did Aquaman. Yeah, he's making a Swamp Thing TV show, and it looks really cool from what I've seen. But they're cutting it by two episodes, and so the rumors that were going around articles uh, until now were that it was because they needed to take DC Universe was taking a step back and trying to figure out if they actually wanted to continue making DC Universe stuff cut the budget on some of the shows, uh, you know, what they wanted to do with it. Uh, that seems to not be the case. And DC Universe is actually doing better than they planned on it doing. And so that's good news, but also kind of worrisome news for Swamp Thing. Like, why would you cut the two episodes? Um, and there's also, there's a few rumors around why that is about scripting or like scheduling and stuff. But it's good to know that DC Universe is still doing okay, I guess. The shows they've done have been really, really good so far. I just hate that it's another streaming service to subscribe to. Mm. Titans was amazing. Uh, but yeah, if you're a subscriber to DC Universe, it sounds like everything is, is okay. So don't worry about it if that is something that you were concerned about because I heard Doom Patrol is really amazing too. And it's supposed to be even better than Titans. I haven't watched that yet though. And then a story that we haven't really touched on until now uh, that I think most of us actually were probably following pretty closely is Vic McGiana is officially suing Funimation uh, and uh, other voice actors. Joe, you said it was because the voice actors he was suing were people who were taking his role because well, of everything so that happened. Well, so there was speculation that, that some of the people that were defaming him were getting roles that he previously had locked down. Okay. Yeah, uh, the reason there, that there may not be any fact to that that may be hearsay. I mean, that makes right. sense. And to rewind a little bit for some people to know what's going on, uh, Vic Mignogna, he's the voice actor for Brawley. Edward, you just brought up Edward. Oran, I think is one of his high most... school host club. Yeah, he's in that. Yeah, yeah. Edward Elric in Full Metal Alchemist uh, is probably his biggest role. He does a really cool Star Trek thing as well. That's um, his own. He's Crow and Ruby. Yeah, he's he's um, like really good at voice acting. He's he's in a lot of different anime specifically i would say yeah he's one of my favorite voice actors uh because brotherhood is one of my favorite animes yeah and then on top of that he's this very outspoken christian uh it's been really really cool to uh talk to him and hang out with him at conventions a little bit not hang out uh but like 
be at his panels and stuff. I don't want to say hang out with people. I think I went and ate with him or something. Uh, either way, he has been getting in a lot of trouble because of these allegations that were sexual harassment allegations. And going to a convention, you will definitely would have seen him uh, until all this happened, hugging and kissing people, um, whether they were adults, whether they were um, younger. He would kiss them on the cheek and they would take a picture. And he did that with everybody. Uh, and so he's admitted that he goes, you know, I was, his words were he's, he got lazy because he assumed that if 99 people wanted a hug and a kiss that the hundredth person did. And he was like, I never thought to stop to think maybe I should ask, maybe they don't want that. Yeah. And then I'm, you know, assuming some kid that yeah. doesn't want to be touched. Yeah. Which, yeah. Which would be harassment. Yeah. But so. He completely admitted to that, said he apologizes. And then uh, the allegations got a lot worse. And the allegations uh, got that he was like doing some things that were pedophilic, uh, which obviously uh, I have not witnessed, but I've only seen him for maybe two hours of my life. Um, he swears that he didn't do it. He and that's kind of where this like the suing comes in. He was like, that's not me. And he admitted to what he did do um, and whether or not. I mean, we don't we'll never know i guess uh whether he's done some of the things that he's been accused of but uh that's kind of where we are now and a bunch of companies uh fired him from the jobs he's no longer crow and ruby he was fired from funimation um he's not able to go to a bunch of conventions that he had planned on going to he's no longer like a guest there um and so his kind of his career is Kind of over at the moment. Right. This is literally uh, the definition of defamation. Yeah. They, they have said things against him that have not Been necessarily proven. played. Yeah. And and it has costed it has cost him financial. It has is, is ruined his livelihood. So. Yeah. So I, I definitely have like opinions on like what I think, but. Uh, I think for the sake of the podcast, we'll just kind of like leave it that and just leave it as a news piece. Um, unless you guys have something else you wanted to add, you know, through the podcast. No, I don't think so. Huh. Yeah. I'm sure there's a lot of thoughts and opinions and feelings uh, with like us and with the listeners. But I think for the sake of like Geeks and a Grace podcast, we should probably just leave it there. Um, yeah. And, unless, are you guys geeking out about anything else this week? Endgame. We already talked about Endgame. Yeah. So now. You, Joe? Backlog golf. I'm excited for the Renaissance Festival, but it's like not until next month. So, end of the month. Um, end of May. But I'm excited. I'm, uh, I'm like, still doing, uh, I'm going in a couple weekends. May the 4th. I'll be in Bolivar, mm-hmm. Missouri. Ooh. The date makes me happy every time. Be doing an all-day land party yeah. at Southern Baptist University. That's right. Super cool. That'll be so cool. Yeah. Gonna be a good well, time. You should come out and say hi. If that's what we're all geeking out about, I guess we'll end the podcast there. Joe, where can they find you at? On Twitter at Joe Knows Games. And Shelly? You can find me on Twitter at the shellshock 24 You can find me still playing Grim Fandango every Tuesday night uh, on the... Geeks and Grace Twitch channel. Oh, 
You can find me on Twitter with at CodyArmor. Keep gaming, keep praying, and God bless. Bye-bye. Peace.